Hello, everyone, and welcome to the King's Advocate Podcast. If you're not aware, this is our second part of a two-part series with Brother Rusty Springer on maintaining consistency. If you haven't heard it already, please go back and listen to part one so the second part will make sense. We'll go ahead and wait for you. Okay, are you ready? Let's get into this episode. All right, so Rusty, uh, moving on in our questions here, one of the questions we wanted to ask you uh, was, does it mean for us as Christians uh, that we need to cut out all the worldly things? If I've got habits, if I have things that I like to take a break and and do, and, uh, you know, worldly kind of habits or things like that that may be pulling us away, in order for us to be Christians, do we need to cut out 100% of that or is it okay to have some of that? Or what's your look on your view on that? Well, rather than my view, um, I'd like to read Titus two eleven through fourteen. That's a great point. <laughs> uh, there, Paul writes, "For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age." looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our God, great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. So here, the grace that has been brought to us <clears throat> should change our mindset. It teaches us that we need to deny ungodliness, worldly lusts, live soberly, righteously, and godly. And so whatever might be worldly that is taking us away from being able to live soberly, righteously, and godly, that becomes worldly lust. And so in that sense, then yes, we need to cut it out, but it's because of what God has done for me. And because of that, my life is hid in Christ with God. So, like, as an example, uh, just as a little bit of a pullback, so you and I both enjoy fishing. Like, the, like we both really, really enjoy that. So, if that's not pulling me away from God, do I still need to cut that out if I can take that time to do something more godly? Or can I still enjoy things like fishing if I am dedicating myself to Christ? Well, let me use the, the parable where Jesus... <clears throat> talked about the, that kind of commitment. Uh, he, he talked about the great feast and those who would not go were ones who said, I've bought a five yoke of, or I bought a piece of ground. I must go see it. Mm-hmm. And one says, I bought five yoke of oxen. I'm going to go tend to them. And one said, I married a wife. Therefore, I could not come. All three of those what, what we have is one who said, I must go. Well, those are responsibilities. Those are things that we have to do. The second one didn't go to the feast because there were things he'd rather do. Mm-hmm. He'd rather go deal with the five yoke of oxen than to, to be at the feast. And the other one let relationships get in the way. There's nothing wrong with responsibilities. We all, we've all got them. Right. But it's when those responsibilities 
interfere. We've all got things we like to do, and those things are not necessarily ungodly. Uh, they can be. If they're ungodly, we shouldn't do them. But if, right. if they aren't necessarily ungodly, there's nothing wrong going to see five yoke of oxen. But what that did was it interfered. And there's nothing wrong. God God wants us to have relationships. We're made made that way. He gave man a wife and meant for that to be for for all of us uh, to have those relationships. And so there's nothing wrong with having relationships unless they interfere. And that's the point that he's making. Okay. At times, yeah, it might be appropriate for for you to go fishing, but not Sunday morning at 1030. Right. <laughs> okay, I, I will say I have read that parable many times and I have never understood it quite as well as how you just explained it. I didn't I didn't realize that he was breaking it down like you broke it down into responsibilities, you know, something we want to do, I guess entertainment. Um and then in relationships. I, I will say I never understood that it was broken down that way, but that makes a whole lot more sense as to why that last guy says I've married a wife. <laughs> well, if you if, if if you go to Luke 15, which he gives another three parables, he does the same thing. Uh, the sheep is our job, coins is our possessions, and and entertainment, and the lost son is relationships. So he's pretty consistent. I I didn't realize that either. Wow. <laughs> Well, and uh, just when I preach it, because I have certainly preached it, um, I, I say responsibilities, recreation, and relationships, so three R's. So. Well, See, like we said, we're not experts. Today, for sure. I'm not either. Just a student. Wait, what'd you say? I said, well, like we said, we're not experts, so, <laughs> I mean, we're still learning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And, you know, as a parent by someone who's been an evangelist for so long to still be learning is uh, easy to understand that it's, it takes that course your entire life. Yes. You know, but you have to be willing to continue that course for your whole life. Right. All right, Rusty. um, Our next question here is how do we continue to remain a Christian and to continue to have that mindset of the right thing to do and to be a Christian when everyone around us is not a Christian and everyone around us doesn't have that same mindset and goals that we do. Okay. Uh, again, it's, it's about the mindset that you talked about, uh, or that you asked about. It's because that's our primary relationship. It's a lot easier to do things to live consistently when I know that my primary relationship was with God. But also I want to point out First uh, Peter chapter 4, uh, beginning there in verse 1. It says, Therefore, since Christ suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same mind. For he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, that he no longer should live the rest of this time in the flesh for the lusts of men, but for the will of God. For we have spent enough of our past lifetime in doing the will of the Gentiles when we walked in lewdness, lusts, drunkenness, revelries, drinking parties, and abominable idolatries. In regard to these, 
They think it strange that you do not run with them in the same flood of dissipation, speaking evil of you. They will give an account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. Um, he says, look, Christ suffered. You're going to too. So just have that mindset that you're going to have difficult times because it's hard sometimes to do the right thing when everyone around you isn't. Mm-hmm. But your again, your primary relationship is with Christ and with God. And secondly, they're just going to think it's strange. They're going to think it's strange that you do things the way you do them because of your relationship with God. They're going to think it's strange that you don't do things that everybody else seems to be doing. But at the end of the day, you know what you have in Christ and you know the danger they're in. And you know, there's like a really good example of that from a lot of the things that Paul did, a lot of the ways that Paul lived that you see in the scriptures there is that that's what people thought of him was he was the weird guy. He wasn't doing what other people were doing. He was preaching other things than what people believed. And he maintained that and he suffered through that because he was so different than everyone around him but his relationship with was with God and you know he had that mindset that he was looking forward to the joy and hope of Christ and you could tell that Paul's primary relationship was with God like you're talking about Rusty he had that mindset and it's evident that he lived that way because of that right and you know he he also was willing to take that and did take that from Jew and Gentile alike. The Jews thought he was different because he followed Christ. The Gentiles thought he was different because he lived above their morality or their immorality. And so it didn't matter where he went. He was the straight, he was the odd guy. Yeah, definitely. Um, another question that we have uh, that I think, I think these last, couple questions that we've got all kind of relate to you know us being out in the world but uh, this this last one or this this one is is kind of a question of you know how how can we uh, I'm not I'm not exactly sure how to phrase it how can it be okay for us how can we well let me see how we how we wrote it how can I remain consistent as a Christian when everything in my life seems like you know I struggle you know there's financial difficulties there's family difficulties there's all these difficulties that we look at and then we look at you know somebody who's who's not a christian who's who's outside the church and it seems like you know they don't have those struggles they they don't have financial difficulties they don't have family difficulties you know how do we calibrate that in our mind how do we put that together in our mind and say you know i i have something that's worth more or remain consistent in our walk okay um first of all the rain falls on the just and the unjust the sun shines on everybody. I mean, it, 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 you got to keep that in mind that, yeah, things may not be looking good for me, but they might not be good for them either. We're just not seeing it. Uh, but good, point. good things are going to happen to bad people. Bad things are going to happen to good people because there's just times of rain and there's times of sunshine. Uh, the difference is, Jesus said at the end of the parable, at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, 
that everybody's going to face the storm and the winds and all those things, but whether or not we stand is dependent upon whether or not we are built on the foundation of the Word of God or not. So he who hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a man who built his house upon the rock. And so that regardless of what's going on in my life, I'm going to be, I'm going to stand firm. Another passage I want to read, Hebrews 12, 1 through 3, says, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. There was not a day that was any worse for any one person than it was for Jesus on the day he hung on the cross. And yet it says, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. He knew what was on the other side. No matter what we're going through in life, even if that causes death, we know what's on the other side. And so we, we can look to Jesus as the author and finisher of our faith. Not that The cloud of witnesses that he's talking about are those great people of faith in chapter 11. We can learn from them. We, we can follow their faith, but Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. And because he endured the cross because of the joy that was set before him, we can endure hostility. We can endure what's going on because we know that on the other side is Jesus. I mean, you can take that attitude with you anywhere, right? Like if you have that attitude, going back to some of these previous questions, we talked about like main, maintaining consistency in the workplace and stuff like that. Imagine taking that kind of attitude and in, into the workplace that, you know, whatever you're enduring or you know, drowning in bills or whatever it is, imagine having an attitude like that, how it could affect your life. Right. Um, building on that, I, I want to, this, this last question that we have, uh, I, I was, you know, I think about it pretty, I, I think about it pretty often in my life because I, I'm, you know, I want to be able to do this, but like, what are, what are some things that we can do, you know, to like take the first steps, like, especially in the workplace, this is, you know, this is focused on the workplace. Like, in, what are some things that we can do in the workplace that are like the first steps that we can take to showing others the light so that they can they can you know see that, that there's something different about us that we believe in God that we and then they they can also want to come to us so that um, they can they can know God as well and and I know that there's you know some things like you know like don't cuss and I and I you know that that one's a, a pretty easy one and and you know people do notice it but you know what are some other things that we can do something that that, that sets us apart more than just, you know, I'm a hard worker. I don't cuss. You know, I, I feel like there, are, there are a few people like that out there, you know, maybe not, maybe not a whole, whole bunch of them who are Christians, but, but on top of that, you know? Okay. So the last question, we're going to circle back to the first and that, that is to 
not compartmentalized for one. Uh, and no matter where I go, uh, which, you know, that's, that's why that answer works for both all, all these questions really. But, but, uh, you, you're specifically asking for first steps. Uh, so here'd be the second apart from that one. Uh, first Timothy six, one and two, uh, this is talking about bond servants. Um, now the difference in a bond servant and an employee is when you get your money. A bond servant would get their money ahead of time and then work it off. Whereas uh, employees, they work and then they get paid uh, for whatever they put in. So I think this really applies to anybody who's in the workplace. But at 1 Timothy 6, 1 and 2 says, Let as many bond servants as are under the yoke count their own masters worthy of all honor, so that the name of God and his doctrine may not be blasphemed. And those who have believing masters, let them not despise them because they are brethren, but rather serve them because those who are benefited are believers and beloved. Teach and exhort these things. So Paul is telling Timothy to teach these things. And he says, those that aren't, that don't have Christian bosses or employers, count their masters worthy of honor because their master really is God. And so one thing that, that everybody can do in the workplace is treat their boss with respect. Not just when the boss is pre at present, but to the rest of the employees. Uh, that you're not going to sit there and complain about every decision that the boss makes. Or, or you're not going to complain about the working conditions or how little you get paid, those types of things, but that you show honor to them at all times. And on top of that, Colossians 3, verses 22 and 23 says, Bond servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in sincerity of heart, fearing God. And whatever you do, do it heartily, heartily, as to the Lord and not to men. Now we, we read verse 23 a lot of times and we put that in context and no matter what you do, you do it, you know, give, give it your all. And that's true. But specifically in this context, he's talking about the employee employer relationship that, that if you really want to show Christ at the workplace, you work harder than everybody there because you're not serving just that person, uh, the, the, the employer, but you are serving Christ and show you are showing Christ. And I, I think respect or honor and hard work. Uh, those are the two things specifically in the workplace you could do that will show everybody that you're different. That's hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you you were talking, I think what you said about how we need as Christians to work harder and not just whenever our boss is around, but whenever he's not. And I, something that I've, you know, started to notice is that whenever your boss isn't around and you're just, you know, you and your other coworkers are just talking or they're not they're just goofing off, not doing what they're supposed to do. 
and you're the person that goes out and starts to work whenever they are busy, you know, goofing off, having a good time, whatever it is, and you're the one that goes out and starts doing work, I know from being that person that has been the one that goofs off and does nothing that I'm embarrassed whenever someone else, you know, starts to go out and work and I'm the one that's goofing off, not doing my job, not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And I know people certainly notice it whenever you're the one, especially if, and it will be at times where you're the only one that's working and the people that you work with definitely notice that because I notice that and I am a Christian. I've, I've noticed that with people that aren't a Christian because I wasn't being the way that I was supposed to be doing. I wasn't working the way I was supposed to be. Right. You know, one of the, one of the things that might helps help you with that or any, anybody who might be struggling with that is that when we're not working and we're getting paid for that, we're in a way stealing Mm -hmm. because we're not using that time productively. Mm -hmm. And certainly that is not what Christians should do. So, yeah, you're stealing and you're lying really as well. Well, that's, that's all the questions we had. Do you guys have anything else you want to ask? So I have one more thing I wanted to talk about, but you guys go first. I don't think I don't I'm, have anything. Go for it. Got anything particularly okay. left, Isaac? So what I what I wanted to talk about was uh, kind of off topic. Was this is kind of technically the first King's Advocate collab with another influencer? I guess you would say uh, that's a member of the Mended Collective. Uh, so do you want to talk about that at all? Like what what is it the Mended Collective is all about, and who all's involved? What are y'all doing? Because that just started up this year. Well, it started up a long time ago, but you first started putting out content this year. So what that, what's that all about? Uh, the Mended Collective is a group of, of people where there's several of us uh, involved. So I'm not going to name everybody. But okay. uh, um, but we are using forms of uh, social media um, to get the word of God out there. So we have uh, currently we have we're on YouTube. We're looking to expand that. We're on Facebook, uh, so you can find content there, as well as uh, Jordan Dancer has been doing uh, 15 Minutes in a Big Idea a podcast also. Um, he is now under the umbrella of the Mended Collective, so he is a Mended Collective uh, podcast. So now we're even in the podcast world, which we may expand to later. Uh, oh, we're also on Instagram, so uh, we're we're just trying. We're a group of people uh, that have been mended uh, by the blood of Jesus. That we are trying to get other people to be on board and to be a part of that as well. Cool. So anybody who's listening that doesn't know anything about Mended Collective, please look them up. Uh, look up Jordan's 15 Minutes and a Big Idea if you haven't already. We've talked about this guy several times. Uh, I'm a huge fan of his show, and I was really excited to see that he put on Facebook and Instagram that he was part of the Mending Collective on that. Uh, so I was very excited to hear about that. Uh, but yeah, check out these guys, the Mending Collective. They're doing good work over there. Um, I've seen a, 
I've seen a few videos. I haven't seen all of them, but uh, it's very, very good stuff. So please check them out. And hey, Isaac, I just want to add to that point real quick before we end off here. Um, you know, a lot of people say, I need to add more time focusing on, on Christian things into my day. And there's a lot of time where you're in the car on the way to work or some other thing or you're at the gym or whatever it is that you've got free time going on. That's kind of one of the things we, you know, set this podcast up for is listen to this on the way to work. Set your mindset. Think about the Bible. And um, this is just another one of those things that you could fill up your mind with. Put this into your heart. You're listening to Christian people, listening to Christian topics, and, and trying to get the Bible into your mind more. You know, the more that that is in your heart and in your mind, the more that you're focused on that and thinking about that, and the better you can do. Yeah, I totally agree. I think the church is starting to take over the internet in a way. Because we've, we've got Mini Collective, we've got Brother Cousins, we've got 15 Minutes, we've got Ian Jones is on his podcast a little bit, uh, Let God Be True. Faithful Life came out a long time ago. Hopefully that comes back. And then you've got us. I mean, we're we're trying really hard to just take over the internet, basically. So <laughs> there's really no excuse to not be part of any of that or not listen to any of that. Even if you don't listen to ours, I've, honestly, if you don't listen to ours, you listen to everything else, I'm totally fine with that. You're probably the smarter <laughs> thing to do anyway. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's another really good platform to fill your mind with Christ and with the church and with God. So, well, I think that about wraps up this episode. So, without any further ado, I'm Isaac. I'm Brandon. I'm Caleb. And I'm Ryan. Thank you for listening to the King's Advocate Podcast.